Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hello? Hello? <clears throat> Podcast Network Asia. Network Asia. What's going on? This is Xavier Woods, a.k.a. Austin Creed. I said give me a hell yeah! Hey, this is Zayda Zay. Hello, WWE Universe in the Philippines. This is Charlotte. Talent is not sexually transmitted. You need to go back to the drawing board because your game absolutely sucks! Hey, everyone. This is Jeff Cobb. I'm Lewis Howley. I'm Sam Spoker. We are pretty deadly. Yes, boy. Yes, boy. Hello, my name is Zina Dragunov, the star, the NXT UK champion, and you are listening to the Wrestling Wrestling Podcast. Watching and listening to the longest-running weekly episodic Filipino wrestling podcast. This is the Wrestling Wrestling Podcast. Stan C and Romaran at your service. It is the OG crew here tonight. Sabi ngani Rokanina, no Chino, no Romwan. Because they've got their own stuff going on. See, Chino is uh, with the Cool Palace, our podcasts uh, on their northern uh, northern tour. So, congrats to them for getting a bus, uh, basically wrestler style, and just going around the north, making so towns. Yeah, on a road trip. And yung Dabar Kads yung Ciro Wong has some uh, schoolwork that he has to prioritize for tonight. So sabi niya, it's going to stay that way for the next few weeks. So if you want to catch him, you have to, uh, to tune in to the audio-only episodes. He might pop up on those one of these days. As for us, we've got a lot of talk about news outside the ring. Siyempre, yung weeklies natin, SmackDown, Raw, NXT, Dynamite. We're going to talk about all of that in just a bit. But first, you can always do your part to be a supporter of the Wrestling Wrestling Podcast by being part of our growing community of Wrestling Wrestling Podcast patrons. Yeah, uh, again, as we all know, walang pay-per-view or premium live event happening this month of August. So that's pretty huge. But... Uh, you can still support the podcast if you like what we do. If you want to, you know, give us a little some, something to show your appreciation and to prepare Naren for the next, um, the big weekend of uh, live events um, in September. So All Out and Clash at the Castle are happening already on September 3 and 4. Um, that's 4 and 5 uh, Manila time. So if you want to be a part of that viewing party, of those viewing parties, all you got to do is support the podcast. Subscribe to our Patreon. That's it on the ticker rolling down there. If you can see it on Facebook, patreon.com slash wrestling wrestling podcast. For only five dollars or two hundred eighty pesos, uh, you get access to our Discord community where we talk about wrestling, sports, TV, share memes, as well as other good stuff. Uh, where we also host the watch parties, get exclusive access to all the review content that we've been posting. Um, 
SmackDown, Raw, NXT, AEW, Rampage, Dynamite, all that. Um, even live events as well, Action of Vela as well, and uh, pay-per-views and weekly content. And as you can see on the screen, uh, we also have t-shirts and merch. If you are a patron, you get dibs on one of these for free. And if we have pasabais as well from shops like WWE Shop and Shop AEW and Pro Wrestling Tees, you can also get the chance to be a part of those. Again, uh, patreon.com slash wrestling wrestling podcast for as low as 280 pesos a month. Yeah, yung shirts natin, which are on your screen right now, uh, we actually compiled the orders for the first batch for the patrons that are currently subscribed. So they're going to be getting theirs. Pati kami. Now we're going to get our shirts as well, along with them in the next few uh, days to come. So uh, looking forward to having you be part of our growing patron community. Uh, shout out to Bruce, who is whining about traditional coding being back. Uh, we can all relate. Happy days are completely over. Um, you know, even though the pandemic hasn't fully ended, but uh, yeah, uh, sabi nga nila, about twenty percent uh, ang improvement down ng traffic. Kasi syempre, uh that's like one fifth of the cars, ba, kung one and two on a Monday. Uh, I I don't know how they came up with twenty percent. I'm pretty sure they just uh, really based it on some assumption, uh, even yung distribution of cars. So whatever. All right, uh, you know, we're talking about news. We might as well delve into our news outside the ring. And we're going to start with an update here on Sasha Banks and Naomi. So they've been seen this week at uh, the, that, that uh, convention C2E2. that they were plugged for. There, thank you. C2B2. Uh, they were seen there as a pair. Uh, Danhausen even took a picture with Sasha. Uh, but the news right now is that Sasha Banks and Naomi have reportedly agreed to return to WWE uh, based on a report from Dave Meltzer. Yep. Um uh... Hindi pa super confirmed. Like, um, they haven't signed the contract yet, but they are uh, said to have reached an agreement that they are coming back. Again, as we've been mentioning over the past couple of episodes, it's not the same WWE that they left. And with a new person in charge in Triple H, that will most likely value them more and the tag team championships more. Uh, it's a good time to come back, um, you know. They are hot free agents and they wouldn't let, they wouldn't dare let them slip away to AEW. Speaking of hot free agents, uh, if you haven't checked it out yet, please go check out our audio-only episode, which we released earlier this week, Hottest Free Agents in Wrestling. And yeah, uh, Sasha and Naomi uh, would definitely be a huge boost to the women's tag team division. There, there's a tournament going on right now. We're going to do some bracketology later on, and we're going to call our shot to see who wins the championships. And I can only imagine if and when Sasha and Naomi do show up in WWE once again, then uh, they're instantly going to be next in line. Because hey, they were the former champions. They never lost the titles but they uh, the, the titles were vacated so looking forward to seeing how that shakes out but um, Roman J uh, you will lose your shit if Triple H will bring back Velveteen Dream or Lars Sullivan is that in a good way or in, in, a, in a bad way because I'm going to lose my shit in a bad way if they get brought back nobody wants Velveteen Dream back I don't think anybody wants Lars Sullivan back so uh, please check yourself <laughs> All right. Uh, speaking of people coming back potentially, ito, uh, an update on Bray Wyatt. So he's uh, posted something cryptic once again on social media as of this week. And according to a report from Fightful from Sean Ross App, uh, Bray Wyatt might just be going back to WWE very soon. In uh, Yeah, uh, the news is um, they will be 
are again trying to get back the people they lost over the past couple of years. And Bray Wyatt hasn't been uh, showing signs may uh, inclination of preferring one company or the other. It seems like he's happily taken a break from wrestling. But um, they do want him back. And we talked about this on the audio-only episode of this week. And we might see him get full control of what the Bray Wyatt character will be, the Fiend character will be, if he ever decides to go back to the Fiend. And yeah, um, it's a there's basically there's a high chance that you'll see him back. So for all the fanboys who have wanted the Fiend Bray Wyatt back, ito na yung pagkataon yung magsaya. Yeah, um, I'm I'm intrigued to see where uh, where Bray Wyatt could possibly fit in WWE in 2022. I'd like to think that. He must have spent the last year just also enjoying the fact that, you know, different companies are going after him, trying to woo him back into the ring and seeing uh, what his worth could be, whether that's back in WWE, outside of WWE. If Bray were to come back, where do you see him fitting in? Nicola, uh, I literally don't know. Uh, seems like a raw guy. Uh, raw seems to be like the place for acts like that. But uh, again, I am not super interested in The Fiend. Like, I'm not super interested in the supernatural, overly horror-influenced character of The Fiend. So I don't really have an opinion on where he could fit. If he decides to go the way of his old character in a more psychological and more down-to-earth, yeah, cult leader. I, I, would, I would like to see him back on SmackDown. So, yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. All right. Uh, let's get to that slide that we flashed earlier and talk about the production side of things, Naman. Because now that we're in the era of Triple H running uh, creative, there are some na maybe this might also lead to some changes from the production standpoint. What do you know about this one, Ro? Okay, um, there have been some. There have been sayings. There have been hearsay that a lot of people behind the scenes actually like the production style of Kevin Dunn, where he cuts a billion times and zooms in and shakes the camera so bad that you can get motion sickness and car sick because of it. I don't know how you stand it when you do, when you call commentary on pay-per-views, but um, if Kevin Dunn leaves, which he most likely will seeing that he is a Vince guy, um, it the, the production style that he is infamous for is likely not going anywhere. So that's pretty disappointing to hear. And uh, which is weird because I've never really known Triple H to be, you know, uh, to, to adopt that style when he was back running NXT. So uh, I really wish that he would put his foot down and exercise some political will on this, on this particular aspect. Yeah, um, ako, from my point of view, when I'm calling the shows or the, the PLEs, wala, para alaming sanay na tayo kasi sobrang tagal na ng ng production styling WWE like this na when I'm calling the show it's like I'm just watching and just talking so parang medyo na-ignore ko na na parang oh nga there are a billion camera cuts going on so I don't know um, obviously uh, if if there was a big change that happened production-wise mararamdaman natin agad but until any more concrete details come out uh, wala uh, you know we know as much as the next guy I actually agree with you in that I'm kind of trained to ignore it because you know I'm not staring at the screen the whole time. Yeah, you so, did. So I don't I don't know. Um it's 
more of a non-factor to me. But I do see, I do see how it's terrible. Like, alam ko naman kung paano siya malala. Like, I, you can watch an NXT or you can watch an AEW broadcast and see the difference. And to me, though, I don't really, I, I don't really, you know, I, it doesn't really take away from the action unless it's unless it gets really, really bad. Ang sa akin is I'm at a point where if I had carte blanche to like change anything I wanted in WWE, for example, that's probably not even at the top of my list. Yeah, uh, I agree. I agree. Um, maybe that's why hindi siya priority for Triple H. Uh, his priority is obviously and clearly and understandably to improve storytelling on the show. So yeah, okay lang. Uh, I don't really mind. Yeah, uh, it's not a big deal. Like, it doesn't kill us. <laughs> uh, and you know, at this point, we're used to it. It is what it is. So, you know, uh, business as usual. Moving on, uh, news came out this week. I think I first saw this on Cultaholic that Shawn Michaels has reportedly reached out to Johnny Gargano to court him back to the WWE. Alam naman natin na yung last wrestling appearance ni Johnny Wrestling was on an episode of Impact where he congratulated Alex Shelley. Uh, but right now, he is still a free agent. And I said on the audio-only episode that I would love to see Johnny Wrestling and Candice LeRae back in WWE, especially now that Triple H is running creative. Yeah. Uh, he's been told to reach out. Yung palang, yung he's been told. But I don't think it was confirmed that he did reach out. So yeah, as, reports you see, talaga. as you saw, Monday Night Raw from Cleveland this week came and went. There was no, uh, there was no Johnny Gargano, but someone else did show up. So, yeah. young son in Donya, he showed up. Um, <laughs> I, I don't know. Um, like I said on the audio only episode this week, which you should definitely check out if you haven't yet. Uh, Johnny G, Johnny Wrestling, is doesn't seem to be in any rush to come back. And it's either that or talagang inuunti-unti ni Triple H yung mga, yung mga paraha niya up his sleeve, yeah. you know. So I, I, I get it. I wouldn't, I wouldn't play all my cards as well in the first, what, four weeks that I've been running the show. So it's only a matter of time. I think it's a matter of when and not if. So um, I think it's a done deal. I think... Um, I think since yung padrino ni Johnny Wrestling is running the show, it's only a matter of time. And it's, uh, he's, I'm sure he's already said yes, and they're just figuring it out when he's going to come back. Maganda tong sabi ni sinito, si Roman J na maybe he might return at the Rumble. Maybe, yeah. I, I can wait another five months to see Johnny Gargano back, diba? If, yeah. um, if he wants to really maximize this year, uh, the first year of his baby's life, and he's at home, go, sure. You know, yeah. we support that. I, I, I'd yeah. love that. Um, if anything, man, sorry, good, good. If anything, I appreciate Tommaso Ciampa for doing the Gargano escape in Cleveland. Like that was a nice uh, way of letting Johnny's presence be felt on Raw without him physically being on screen. Yeah, that was a good spot, really good spot, and uh, it's also an even better spot that Corey Graves was allowed to reference you know, yung DIY in the call. So, yeah. That is teasing Johnny Gargano without overly teasing him. So that's pretty cool. Yeah, it's a very blink and you miss it type of thing. Like, if you get it, cool. If you don't get it, okay, whatever. If I didn't take away from the match. Finally, let's round out our news of the week with um, an update on T-Bar. So 
you know, with Triple H now uh, running creative, there are reports coming out that the former Dominic Dijakovic could be getting a character overhaul. Yeah, uh, again, uh, Dominic Dijakovic, Dijak is uh, a Triple H guy. Uh, as you can see, when I'm in Triple H, guys, uh, Triple H has been around long enough and has been running NXT long enough for there to be Triple H guys all over the wrestling industry in, in the year of our Lord 2022. So T-Bar is one of them. And he's been doing some good work down in main event. I know not nobody watches main event here, but it's a place where they can do good matches. And I think Napapansin siya. And like, uh, like how Ali got some good TV time last week, I think this or reports are saying rather that this is an avenue for T Bar to finally break free of the retribution curse because he's the last guy to be uh, to be saddled still with a retribution gimmick, diba? So yeah, uh, but the song is still Yeah, So wawa I I think it's also a matter of when and not if. I think. Um, Triple H the man isn't really um, isn't really abandoning and forsaking the guys he signed down down in full sail. Etong si Alan nanganganchawe. Eh. He'll be T Burr, the new member of Maximum Male Models. <laughs> I don't want to see T Burr in Maximum Male Models. Kay ano niyan? Kay Masse and Manswaneon. Let them have that. MMM is a Vince gimmick. It's a Vince story. It's a Vince stable. So. I'm pretty sure that unless they try to salvage it, I don't think I don't think that's the gimmick he'll be getting. Yeah, I'm okay with T-Bar just going back to being Dominic Dijakovic. Because that that was basically uh, Donovan Dijak in the Indies, right? Had the same guy, so which is pretty much the same uh, human being that he is outside of wrestling. I'm guessing. So um, if we could get that guy who was having those bangers with Keith Lee on NXT here on the main roster, I'd be happy. Yeah. Mm. I think he will. Eto uh, tanong ni Janelle. Uh, Dijak is good, but I don't know where he would fit on the roster right now. You can always use a six foot seven guy who's athletic as hell. Yeah. Although I do understand Janelle's. Um, I don't. I do understand Janelle's uh, concern. Um, at this point, you do kind of find the roster to be a little bloated. So uh, I could ship him over on Smack over to SmackDown just to fill out the roster even more. Because again, as always, they always need the help. Especially in the mid card, so I, there's always a spot. I think um, that's the thing about big rosters. Um, you think there's no spot, but there is a spot, and it's it boils down to how many minutes of TV time that you're gonna be okay with. Dilang yon. I think NXT is also an option. Look at Apollo Cruz or Dolph Ziggler or hell AJ Styles when he had that brief feud with Grayson Waller. Like if, if they can allocate time for all of these main roster guys and girls to go down to NXT and spend a few weeks or a few months there, that that's still TV time. But that's TV time you and I will be watching anyway. So uh, I I think that the possibilities are endless at this point. Yeah. We're going to take a break, and when we come back, we'll talk about the big returns and the WWE Women's Tag Team Championship Tournament. That's all coming up after the break. But first, here's how you can support the podcast through your online shopping over on Lazada. All right, guys, as we mentioned, um, 8-8 is still happening until tomorrow. So if you are getting anything that you want and need, hashtag Nasa Lazada Yan. All you got to do is use our affiliate link to support the podcast in the process podlink.co slash IAM 
podlink.co slash the letters IAM. Type that in your mobile browser at the cart from the app. And what you buy will help us do what we do here in the podcast. No extra cost to you. And now a quick word from our other podcasts on Podcast Network Asia. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. And we're back. So let's get to some shout outs overall in Kumu. Shouting out our babyface producer, Nikai. Uh, beloved hey! baby face producer, Nikai. Who's sending us a lot of lechon on Kumu. Thank you. Uh, Nikai has that Kumu money. So, you know, she is making it rain. Uh, again, thank you to everyone who has tuned in on Kumu for, you know, just supporting the podcast and listening to Wrestling Talk on the platform. Again, keep smashing those hearts, letting everyone else know that you like this type of talk, this type of programming on Kumu and on Facebook as well. Uh, yeah, thank you guys. All right. Si Julia, na miss ng Dabar Cads niya si Ronwa. Uh, di po kami ang nagsuspend sa kanya. Go blame his school. Doon mag-alsa. Uh, Kasi binigyan nila siya ng coursework eh. You, you talk to him on Twitter every day anyway. So what's... I don't understand why you miss him. <laughs> <laughs> Love niya yung ni. Alright. Uh, let's talk about SmackDown. And the big uh, event that happened over on SmackDown was obviously in the main event. We got these two back. Karrion uh, Cross and Scarlett back in the WWE I didn't have this in my bingo card. Like, even when uh, na-realize natin na, oh, it's the Triple H era in WWE, I did not expect. Kasi si Karrion Cross just competed at um, Ric Flair's last match at that show. Diba? That was his most recent appearance. And in less than a week, he competed for Jim Crockett Promotions and WWE. So he's back now. Rumor has it that he is being positioned as the number two heel right behind Roman Reigns. And... Uh, I, I don't know if he's going to be involved at Clash at the Castle. Uh, the rumors are saying that he is not going to be slotted into that title match. So um, it's strictly going to be Drew McIntyre versus Roman Reigns in that spot. And yeah, I didn't have... I, I woke up on Saturday morning and didn't see the news, didn't see the reports from Fightful Select and Sean Ross Sapp that they are getting, uh, they're getting crossed back. Um, Pati siya, pati si SRS, di naman niya alam na um, sa SmackDown na yun mismo darating si Cross. Um, yeah. They just knew, uh, as with Loomis uh, last Monday again, which we'll talk about later, they just knew that there were talks, there were overtures of WWE and Triple H trying to get his guys back. 
and they didn't realize. Okay, ito na pala. So that's pretty cool. Um, Triple H moves fast, as you can see. So that's pretty cool as well. Wala, wala siyang dilly-dallying. And I like that we are all being surprised. Uh, we are all being surprised. Uh, and, you know, that's, that's something we don't feel a lot of nowadays. Diba? So that's pretty cool. And yeah, um, Karrion Cross, not also on my bingo card on the guy they would bring back. But it makes sense. Uh, Troll H wanted Cross to be his big monster on NXT. Um, I think he was also preparing Cross for the for the main roster. I think that was his pinaka act of developmental um, training for the guy for the guys on NXT. Because you know before he would just put on indie wrestlers to uh, to build up the indie brand of NXT. But for this one, he was really thinking of the company's future and. Um, we get, we all know that Vince didn't really do right by Cross, so I think this is him trying to make up for that. Etong si Boss Ron, he's in the comment section. Sabi daw niya na according to an interview with Chris Van Vliet, Cross said that he was wearing a luchador mask at the <laughs> arena to keep it a secret. Somehow that is surprising and not surprising as well. Like, I don't know how a six foot five, six foot six hulking dude like Karrion Cross can get away with wearing a luchador mask and be inconspicuous. I don't know, huh? Yeah, I, I agree with that. So, uh, although I do believe him, I do believe him when he says that he was wearing a mask. Uh, but yeah, um, people are talking, people are talking shit about the hair. Um, I don't know how to feel about it, but as a bald guy, I do wish that he kept the bald head because it did make him look just a little bit different. Uh, he looks like a gen- generic chump with the hair, mostly because the, the hair itself isn't anything too special. It just looks like uh, normal dude's hair in his style. So uh, that doesn't really add much to his presentation. Uh, yeah. Uh, I actually feel differently because as someone who's trying to grow back my hair, I'm like, oh, I didn't know Karen Cross could grow his hair. I thought he was like bald talaga. So very pleasant surprise for me when I first saw him with hair. And when I saw him appear with it, uh, you know, with it on SmackDown, I was like, oh, wow. Uh, either sobrang sudden ito na he didn't have the chance to shave his head right before appearing. Uh, or it's a conscious choice to really be different from the guy we last saw in WWE. Maybe what I want for him is to style it properly. Like, Right now, it just looks like he doesn't comb it and he looks Kasi super... Because dude. <laughs> I guess. I mean, you could comb the hair before you come out. Like there, I, I know that WWE has hairstylists and makeup artists uh, em- employed backstage. Diba? So, yeah. um, I don't know. Uh, just, just do something about it. Don't make it look like Justin Timberlake hair. Uh, make, it, make, it, make it look like T-Bar. I don't know. Something. Style it. Kayo, people in the comments, ano mas trip niya for Carrion Cross? Mas bet niyo ba na, na kalbo siya or mas bet niyo na may buhok? Let us know in the comments. It's a, it's a fun little back and forth here. Um, I will say that uh, the Carrion Cross and Scarlet uh, debuts on SmackDown were such a big deal to me na, na late ako for my date with my girlfriend on Saturday because I had to stay and watch talaga. Like, hinintay ko yung clip na, oh shit, they're, they're actually there. I wanted to see it before I drove out. So, uh, Carrion Cross and Scarlet made me late for my date over the weekend. Yeah, right. <laughs> All right. Um, anything else on on Cross and uh, like where he's being slotted here on SmackDown? I just like to say that it is a good idea to put him on SmackDown. Um, 
again, uh, the brand needs a lot of help. Uh, Vince pretty much neglected it over the past few months while he was trying to make Raw decent, which was uh, pretty decent. So, um, good spot for him. I don't know if I agree with making him the top heel, but at the same time, you look at a guy like that and you see how he was presented before in Triple H's NXT and think, now, how else do you make him? Like, how uh, how else do you present him as? Like, it doesn't make sense for him to be not... I mean, for him to not be in a, to not be near the top. Here's a question though: like with all these names on SmackDown, all the the top heels they've got from Roman to Cross to Gunther, uh, parang kulang sila ng babyface ngayon. Since like the New Day are being beaten down by the Viking Raiders, I don't know what's happening with Shinsuke and there's Drew. Parang hindi balance. Yeah. Uh, again. Um, you can all solve that by just infusing a bunch of talent on the, on that on that show on that roster. So, uh, just put in a lot of guys, let him cycle through it, and I guarantee that those problems will be solved. All right, we mentioned Dexter Loomis earlier, so let's put this light up and make Indy Hartwell happy because her husband, or I guess ex-husband, is now back. Uh, so. You have to understand, if you didn't catch Raw, like there was a through line of very strange things that happened throughout the episode. And I think the first one was the car crash in the parking lot. Like it was just in the background and you could see security people, Nikki A.S.H. and Dewdrop. It was very weird and it wasn't really addressed. Like nandun lang siya in the background. And then later on in the show, as AJ Styles was celebrating his win over The Miz, uh, medyo ni no-sell ni, ni AJ and nung commentary na may, nag, may, may gulo dun sa corner. But you could hear on commentary na Byron Saxton and Corey Graves were like, is that is that Dexter? Is that Loomis? So they didn't even really show yung mukha ni Dexter Loomis. I think this shot is from no, WWE.com na. They did, they did, they did. They showed it. Um, I saw the end of Raw. Uh, the the whole thing, as you said, was really underplayed, was understated. But near the end, you can clearly see that it was him. Because uh, they needed to show the face for the commentators to react and say, "Oh, is that Dexter Loomis?" Because yeah, if you yeah. don't see him, it doesn't make sense. Right? Yeah, it's so, weird. Oh, yeah. So kita kita mohanya, and then this was just a better shot. Uh, they released a better better view of the mm, on social uh, like, media yeah on social media on YouTube like an actual dedicated a fan cam of him of, of Dexter Loomis showing up to the barricade to ringside and him getting arrested by security Mm. So what do you think about this? About how Dexter Loomis is being introduced? Because uh, it, it's very weird uh, we don't get intros like this a whole lot it's weird in a good way, and I think that this is the TV, the experience of the TV writers that they have on creative, finally being utilized and maximized. So, um, I don't think that I could be wrong. I could be completely wrong. Like as much as much wrestling as I try to watch, I don't think I've ever seen a story in wrestling told like this. Um, I've never seen them do something in the background and then build it up to uh, this kind of big reveal in the background still. Because everything in wrestling has to be overt and in your in your face, right? On the nose. So that's pretty cool. I like it. It's weird in a good way. It's pretty cool. Um, it reminds me of gags on sh- shows like Community and How I Met Your Mother where they can be playing out some 
or some weird subplot completely mm. in the background. But you know what I'm talking about. That was um, my payoff at the end. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So this is it. So this that's why I said, oh, this is a TV writing thing. Uh, I I don't I don't think a, a completely wrestling focused booker or writer would have thought of this. So I thought that, that was pretty cool. And if this is the kind of storytelling that we will be getting in Triple H's WWE, then I'm all for it. Say it got people talking. Like, um, yeah, we're talking were, about what? it now. No, no, no. No, no, Tuesday, no, Tuesday morning itself. Like, it was a random thing in the background, and people picked up on it. Like, an SRS pick up picked up on it. It was yeah. obvious. It was subtle, but it was also made to be obvious and conspicuous. So yeah. I thought that it was pretty cool, and uh, definitely fresh. Uh, I I would say that it was a breath of fresh air. Sabi ni Giancarlo, ang galing daw kasi Easter egg style. And I agree. Um, I remember when I was reviewing Raw for Smart Henry, there was a time when I was saying that I loved it whenever wrestlers interacted with people outside of the ones that they have a storyline with. Because normally, diba, we're raised to watch wrestling and be like, ah, okay, sino ba ni AJ ngayon? Sino Miz and Champa? Yun lang interact niya, diba? Very rarely would you see them interact with people outside of uh, who they're in a feud with. But with the Dexter Loomis thing going on, it's like this dude... Uh, affected the day of Nikki A.S.H. and Dewdrop and AJ and the commentators all in one go. Alam mo yun, parang, uh, it really proves it's one shared universe and not just a show where people are divided according to the segments that they're in. Yep. Yeah. Uh, Kyle is asking, sitting on head of creative NXT 2.0. Yes, Shawn Michaels is overseeing uh, the entire... Uh, production and uh, booking of NXT 2.0. So, siyempre, he... Siyempre, uh, Triple H is not able to, you know, put his fingerprints on every show that they have right now. That's He's got way more responsibilities now. Yeah. Uh, Roman J, I think it's good that we're getting, you know, multiple episodes in a row where cliffhanger you're ending. Like, ideally, you would want your shows to end with a cliffhanger. Whether it's a wrestling show or, uh, like, a, a sitcom or, like, a series, diba? You, you do want it to be a cliffhanger so that people would keep asking questions and keep coming back for more. Yeah. Uh, I mean, you want it to be good TV, diba? So, uh, yeah. if you've watched, like, TV dramas and... Uh, yeah. No, not necessarily teleserie. I don't want to compare this to a teleserie. Because um, yung mas matinong American TV naman. Okay. Okay. So, okay. Uh, well, Netflix, I'll say Netflix. Uh, they hook you by giving you a reason to keep streaming the next episode, diba? Yeah. Uh, you, you, you know how the formula is for Netflix shows now. Uh, yep. There's always some big thing happening at the end. And I do like that. It's kind of formulaic and it's kind of uh, predictable when you kind of figure it out. But it works. If, and if it works, then you help bring up the, the viewership of your show. Uh, so, yung point ni Gian na yung maganda yung touch that uh, si AJ Styles ran into Bailey and her group, diba? Uh, you wouldn't expect AJ to be interacting with Bailey, Dakota, and Io, and yet that simple interaction is a good reminder that all of these people are in one shared universe. So, you you can tell a story naman even even if these groups aren't going to wrestle ever kasi wala namang intergender wrestling in WWE, diba? So, yun, um, I do want to see more of it. I love the fact na uh, Dexter Loomis in the one episode he was a part of, parang ang dami nang nangyari na nag-interact lahat, lahat ng mga taong to, nag-intersect yung mga paths nilang lahat. So, uh, I, I want to see more of it. Yeah. 
Um, okay, let's uh, move on and talk about the WWE Women's Tag Team Championship Tournament. We've got the bracket right here. And as of this week, one match pa lang It was Io and Dakota advancing over Tamina and Dana Brooke. Looking at this bracket right here, is there a team that stands out? Because to me, it's really Io, Io's and Dakota's to lose. Um, nah, there isn't. Like, uh, Io and Dakota are pretty much pencil book to win this. Like, I don't see... A, a lot of these teams were tr- thrown together at the last minute. <laughs> Uh, I don't understand some of these pairings other than Nikki A.S.H. and Dewdrop. Alexa Bliss and Asuka, they kind of worked for it. But um, the SmackDown side and the NXT side is kind of a, uh, of a, it's kind of a cakewalk for, for the Raw side of the, of the brackets. Yeah, feeling ko ano eh. Like, if, if we had to call our shot here, I think Io and Dakota win it, then Sasha and Naomi come back. Like, wh- whatever show that's at. Like, whether it's Clash or a random Raw or SmackDown, I think it's papunte. Yeah. Uh, Roman J is asking where Lacey is. Lacey is injured, I, th- I think. She's dealing with an injury. Uh, I agree with Giancarlo. Um, the, Nik- the Nikita and Zoe spot should have been toxic attraction. I don't, I don't know why it wasn't. Uh, I know that Nikita and Zoe are two of the better women that they have on that roster, but um, it doesn't make sense for toxic attraction to not be on this bracket. After yeah, they're the two-time they NXT Women's Tag Team Champions. Bruce, there are uh, tag team champ. There are women's tag team championships, dude. Um, our Ate, Kaden, and Katana are the current champions, man. Uh, yeah. Please keep up. <laughs> I would actually argue na mas active pa yung NXT Women's Tag Team Championship division than the main rosters. Uh, just because even even before Sasha and Naomi left WWE, uh, you know the, the women's tag team championships have been a featured part talaga of the program. Uh, you know you could see it with Toxic Attraction. Even yung ano yung commercials that NXT used to have uh, in between segments on Raw, very much heavily featured yung yung women's tag team championships ng NXT. Yep. Yeah. So yeah, uh, what do you guys think, people in the comments? Uh, do you think that it's for EO and Dakota to win ultimately? Let us know. Hit us up in the comments as we take a quick break. When we come back, we'll talk about AEW. CM Punk is back. We'll break that down. Kenny Omega might be coming back. And a certain ravishing Russian might make her appearance very soon as well. But first, here's how you can support the podcast through your online shopping over on Shopee. 8-8 uh, is done on Shopee, but... 8.15 is coming up soon next week. So if you are also getting stuff, anything that you want and need from Shopee as well, all you got to do is use our affiliate link. It is podlink.co slash W9X. Podlink.co slash the letter W, the number 9 and the letter X. Type that in your mobile browser, at the cart and check out from the app. And again, what you buy will help us do what we do at the podcast at No Extra Cross. And now a quick word from our other podcasts on Podcast Network Asia. Welcome to the audio-only portion of this week's live stream. So yeah, so we reserved NXT Heatwave for this part because we uh, have a lot to talk about in terms of the card. Five matches as usual for this special episode. Pretty sure now there will be other matches and segments as the episode progresses. For now though, let's predict the five main ones that they've been promoting. So to kick off NXT Heatwave, let's talk about Cora Jade versus Roxanne Perez. And coming into this one, I think foregone conclusion naman naman nanalo si Roxanne because she looks like she's being positioned as the top babyface. And I'm kind of confused where this is supposed to leave Cora Jade moving forward. 
I don't know. I'm not quite sure. Cora Jade has been made to look a little weak since turning heel. Like, Metro Chicken Shit heel and she has been winning. So I feel like she kind of needs a win here. So my money is on her. I think uh, Roxanne as the underdog face Simon, can lose just fine and not really take away from it. But since Cora Jade has the newer character here, she needs a win for me. Yeah, I guess uh, Roxanne can go the Rey Mysterio route of, you know, just being the undersized baby face. Nah, it's okay if she keeps losing. Like, that's actually part of the shtick. So, yeah, I can see how that makes sense. Next up, street fight between Santos Escobar and Tony D'Angelo. So, this week on NXT, they had the final accord, which I thought you knew it. I thought they were going to have, like, this huge parking lot brawl or this brawl at the fountain, wherever it was that they met up. Yun pala, nag-usap lang sila and they set the stipulation for this one. So, if Santos wins, Legado is free from the D'Angelo family. If Tony D'Angelo wins, then Escobar will be banned from NXT 2.0. I think this is... Escobar is to lose, Santos is to lose. Uh, as I said on my NXT review on Patreon, the guy is 38 years old. He doesn't need to be in developmental any longer, especially when NXT is truly developmental now. SmackDown needs him, so I need him to... I think this is a way for him to move up. What's that? When move up, does he move up with Legado? Sana, because... Those two are main roster ready as well. And it's not like they're doing anything big on on NXT in, in the NXT tag team division. So I think all three of them or all four of them can be used by SmackDown. Yeah, I think if Legado debuts on SmackDown this year, I think they'll have a better outlook than Hit Row, about When Hit Row debuted. Because very sudden, the call-ups on Hit Row on SmackDown last year, uh, they debuted all together. And then within weeks, they were all gone. So I'd like to think that with this version of the main roster, Legado will have a better shot at succeeding. Yeah. So yeah, so it looks like Tony D'Angelo will be winning the street fight. Let's move on to the title matches. First off, North American title, heel versus heel na naman. Carmelo Hayes versus Giovanni Vinci. Yeah, uh, this is really a, becoming a thing on NXT. So you could decide for yourself who's the real heel here, who's the face here. And I think this time around, they're positioning Hayes as the face. Oh, no. Huh? I, I don't know. I don't know. It just feels like he's the bigger face here because he's more popular. Uh, it's really weird and it's not, there's not much substance to it, but Giovanni Vinci is feeling like the bigger dick here. So by virtue of being the bigger, they're both workhorses, but by virtue of being the more popular star, I think Melo here is the face and I think he'll be retaining. I think this will be a perfunctory defense for him. I actually want Hayes to lose just because I want to see somebody else become North American champion. And I don't know, I, I don't necessarily agree that Hayes is the de facto face here. Like for me, the fact that my Trick Williams is sobrang kupal din ni Trick, I think mas de facto face si Vinci dito. I don't know. Again, it's been a thing that they do. So I'm not entirely sure, but this is just uh, my opinion. It could very well be, uh, parang let the fans decide. Bala sila kung sino mas trip nila. Yeah, 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 exactly. That's exactly what it is. And right now, mas trip kasi Carmelo Hayes. And I think mas trip na mga tao si Carmelo Hayes. All right. Uh, let's go to the NXT Women's Championship. Ito mas clear cut. It's Mandy Rose versus Zoe Stark. And we're closing in on the one-year mark for Mandy Rose as champion. Ito na ba? I think this is it. Yeah, uh... I think it's time to move the entire toxic attraction to the main roster. I think it's time to move Mandy back up. They've done everything that they need to do here. Gigi and JC have been seasoned enough. I think they're ready. 
we do need a change in the women's division. I think Zoe is the best they've got right now. Now that EO is gone, Dakota is gone. So I think it's time to reward her. I don't think there's a low chance of it happening, but I think it's time. Do you think Zoe can carry the women's division though? Yeah, I think so. She's really sure. She's really confident. She carries herself well. And she feels like a champion to me already. What do you think about the idea of simultaneously having two trios na heel in the women's division? Because you have Bailey, Dakota, and Io who just debuted as a force of nature. And then now you have Toxic Attraction. Keep them on SmackDown. Like You can keep Bailey stable on Raw and keep these girls on SmackDown. Ang gusto kay Mandy is that at least with Toxic Attraction, she became a totally different person. And she's a fully formed, fully fleshed out heel now. As opposed to dati na, wala, she's a hot girl, therefore she's a heel. Or nung naging jowa siya ni Oris, yun, dun pala siya talaga naka-personality. So I kind of like the idea of seeing Toxic Attraction on the main roster. So I, I would love to see Zoe win here. Yeah, that's why, that's why I said that the transformation is complete. At the NXT Championship in the main event, Braun Breaker versus JD McDonough. For some reason, hindi natin sila na feel this week on NXT. Like, yeah. I think the pinaka go home segment nila was a contract signing last week. Uh, that's what I said on the podcast, the live stream earlier, that it feels like Braun Breaker is a, is a sideshow right now. So I don't really care about this. It's going to be a fun match, but I think it's just going to pad Braun's resume and. You know, I don't know where JD goes from here, but he's not going to win. I don't think he's going to win it. Why not? Well, uh, it doesn't seem like a big deal. So I don't think they're going to pull off a random title change off of something that doesn't feel like a big deal. If anything, I would argue that JD actually has more of a character here on 2.0 than he did in UK. Because in the UK, oh, Irish ace. Like, what did that mean? Whereas here, there's actual characterization. Huh? He's like a surgeon. He knows what body parts to target. Like, talagang, he defined what, what being a technician is. Yeah, agree. I They kind of failed him in NXT because I see UK because I don't think they, they're quite sure what to make of him. But I'm glad he's getting a second chance here. And I'm glad that he's getting an actual character here. It's just that they didn't give him time this week. Yeah. I do want to see what would happen with JD McDonough as champion though. Just because I guess it's a reboot. Because you know, they changed his name. They actually gave him a personality now. So I wouldn't mind seeing Braun lose to JD to give Braun something to fight for. Then maybe that's how Braun Breaker's personality comes out again. And maybe it could be better than the Breaker-Gacy feud. Okay, yeah. Uh, I don't know. Um, this was even worse, I think, than the, the Breaker-Gracie feud. Cause really? Oh, yeah. Because at least Yun, there was an actual drama. It's just that uh, Gacy isn't a good enough actor for it. This one is kind of run-of-the-mill. And they kind of rushed it just to have something for the NXT Championship on this special episode. Yeah, which is weird. Because of all these matches, parang yung pinaka built up was ito na, And probably Cora and Roxanne. Yeah, yeah. A lot of things going on on NXT 2.0, but some things still felt a little rushed. Yeah, so on. Heat Waves happening next week, Wednesday, Manila time. It'll be another one of those special live episodes for NXT 2.0. So there you have it. That's the audio-only portion of this week's live stream. Bruce Karrion Cross did not work for AEW, as far as I know. Did not. Uh, yeah, parang wala. Parang he wala. did do NJPW America, but uh, not AEW. Yon. 
let's see. So yeah, let's uh, cross over there and talk about the AEW side of things. And let's start with what happened in the main event. So after John Moxley defended his AEW or interim AEW World Championship, the real champ came back out. CM Punk helped uh, ward off the JAS. And mukhang set up na nila yung main event for All Out in about three weeks' time. Yeah, finally. Uh, oh, CM Punk proved that he was healthy. His foot was good after, I guess, a few months of uh, rehab. So I'm all for this. Um, it's good that we're not getting a random John Moxley matchup. So we're getting back to business. And they've got three weeks for Punk to rest up. So I'm pretty sure that this is the main event for All Out. Yeah, uh, I like how si, si Moxley extra angas siya. Like at the end, diba, he flipped the bird at CM Punk and then shoved him aside and walked past him. And I thought it was a great way of establishing na may konting resentment on Mox's part. Na parang, kakapanala mo na ng championships. Where were you? I, I had to step back into this role and carry the company on my back because your body couldn't hold up. So I like that little uh, bit, to st- that little bit of friction to start their story. Yeah, um, Mox is being a dick. He's never been a clear-cut babyface ever. So this is pretty good. He can uh, flex a little and slot into a pseudo-heel role in this in this feud. Um, Lance brought up a good point. Um, I don't. I, I do agree that John Moxley should just keep the championship at this point. He's doing a really good job as champion. Um, the whole Punk injury was. Fortunate for him, but unfortunate for Punk. So, yeah, uh, I am not super invested and interested in a Punk in the continuation of Punk's reign. Like, okay, he won the championship; it was nice, but Mox proved himself here. Yeah, I agree. Uh, I also think that the Blackpool Combat Club is really on the up and up. Now, all of them have belts except for Brian. Which is weird, but all of them have belts. And I would rather that Mox retains the championship after All Out just because it would be nice to see uh, the Blackpool Combat Club just make everybody bleed and kick their head in. Yeah, but it gets good in the mind. Punk is still pretty over with a lot of fans. He is still a huge driving entity of um, AEW. So I would just say milk the feud for as long as you can. Like turn it into the next punk mjf story like i'm sure there's a lot to there's a lot to to get out of here so i i don't need the end game of punk being champion again uh i just want mox to really represent aw as a champ yeah um agree with anton uh, uh who, who thinks that brian is at a place where he probably doesn't need a belt yeah I, i'd like to think so and i think yeah. cm punk also doesn't need a belt and yeah, so, uh, punk punk isn't gonna go at the intensity that Mox does every week. So I would much rather see the other guy like bust his ass, and kick his ass, get his ass kicked every week. Right? Here's a question for everybody in the comment section. Ano mas gusto niyo for a world champion? Like someone who's there week in week out, or a really huge special attraction who can't be there to wrestle every week? Uh, can I answer that? Or am I supposed? Yeah, to of course, that? of course. Please, please. Um, I have this problem right now with Braun Breaker. Like for some reason, he has been relegated to one vignette or one out of the ring segment every week on NXT. So to me, nababawasan yung pagka special niya. Like not everyone can be a Volta, not everyone can be a Gunta, where you can just show up and let your aura speak for you. So Punk isn't that type of guy either. 
Uh, Moxley isn't that type of guy either. So I would much rather that they show up, they actually champion the verb, they champion the brand that they're on and represent at least every week or every two weeks, you know. Um, I don't want them being a part-time champion. Like, not everyone can be Gunta, not everyone can be Roman Reigns. Yeah. You know, it's, it's really uh, either you get someone like a Roman right now or Brock when, when Brock was champion or somebody like uh, Adam Page who when he was champion, but he was there every week. Yeah. Uh, see, Bruce says, um, Pas better is special, but you can't be special. I mean, you can't really be a special champion if your character isn't also special. Like, that's my problem with Braun Breaker right now. He's not special right now. Um, this is still a rookie that needs to get his reps in every week. He's not a final boss like Gunta and Roman. So I don't understand why it's it do why they're like that. So uh, you got to be a fighting champion. You have to be there. And you have to prove that you're still the best or among the best every week. This Aaron Sabinya, he loves a fighting champion but doesn't love it when a champion's overpowered. We need to believe that every defense he can lose it. And I agree there because I think there's a sweet spot between having a champion who's uh, parang super Cena diba, at, at his peak in the uh, mid-2000s or like Darby Allen when he was TNT champion. That's one end. And the other end, man, which is yung uh, special attraction. I think there's like a, a sweet spot there where you can be, you know, I think the best example is probably Hangman Page where there was that bit of doubt. Now, oh, he might lose it here. Yeah. Um, yung kay Hangman, naman, um, it wasn't his fault though. I think uh, he exuded an air of he wanted to fight every week, but then there wasn't space for him to fight every week. For some reason, but and then you have John Moxie on the other hand, who is able to fight every week because he can finagle his way to a match every week. So it's it also comes down to how the booker books you. I think another good example. So yeah, uh, I'm I'm trying to think uh, from WWE side, like a recent champion who uh, wasn't like Super Cena but, and, and could be believably beaten like on a weekly basis. Probably Daniel Bryan when he was heel champion in 1819. Yeah, uh, I don't remember it too much anymore, but yeah, that's not a bad enough. Um, he was still a, a tiny heel, a, a, a smaller heel. So you can see where he can be, you, you can see where uh, he could lose a match at any time. Yeah, and uh, you know he wasn't like demolishing everybody in his path, right? So yeah, uh, and so like uh, the answer to my own question is that sweet spot. I don't know about you guys. Let us know in the comment section. Um, as we as you do that, let's talk about the possible debut of one CJ Perry, FKA Lana. So uh, she's been alluded to several times over the weeks, right? uh, when Miro would talk about his hot wife. Uh, but now, this is Julia Hart and the House of Black nagpaparamdam kay Miro, and it looks like this na yung way for CJ Perry to come in. Yeah, uh, it was only a matter of time. Like, um, like Cross and Scarlet. And husband and wife teams, Miz and uh, Matt and Chelsea, Matt and Chelsea. Yeah, um, Miro was Miro kind of needed or kind of needs CJ Perry, Alana, whoever, whatever you want to call her. So I think that they did kind of lose a lot of momentum by having her lay low for a bit for a long time, but 
this is a welcome uh this is a welcome uh development yeah um i don't know how you guys feel about yung mga on-screen tandems but miro always felt kulang without lana yeah uh it, it kind of sucks to say but we've gotten so used to rusev and lana and how lana made kind of made the rusev gimmick work so maybe this is the spark that they need to fully ignite uh miro's potential again yeah uh kind of sad because miro also got lost in the shuffle we talk about this every week now someone in aew is lost in the shuffle and this is the first time in weeks we've talked about miro yeah uh miro's also doing other things because like he's got he's really trying to break into acting trying to break into Hollywood. So there's that for him. So um, he's not the best example of this because there's a hobby us. So he's trying to be the next The Rock or Cena. So good for him. Yeah. Uh, you know, happy, happy trails if, if uh, that's uh, the path he wants to pursue. Any other thoughts on where this could go? Like, okay, so Binati CJ Perry does show up next week or like at All Out or whatever. Like, where do you think this goes? I don't know. Um, I honestly don't know. Again, a lot of people on AEW, which we talk about every week, which we acknowledge every week, but whether or not um, this means there is a super push in line for Miro is still uh, uh, you know, up in the air. All right. Uh, last bit for AEW here. We got to talk about the possibility of Kenny Omega coming back next week. So we know that there's a trios tournament going on right now for the trios championships. And last week, Hangman Page came out to save the Young Bucks from a beatdown of uh, uh, Undisputed Elite. And this week, we saw Hangman decline the offer of Young Bucks to reunite. And that was in the presence of the Dark Order. So I, I kind of like that, one, the Dark Order is not being ignored. They have presence. Pa rin sila. And two, there's the continuity. Na, Okay, Hangman Page is their friend. And uh, since Hangman Page, uh, the Dark Order was there for Hangman when he was at peak uh, anxious millennial cowboy, uh, it would only be right for him to support them in the trios tournament. Kaya dinikline niya yung Young Bucks. So this opens the door for Kenny to come back, huh? Yeah. Uh, people in the know, people who have been following the rumors, know that the trios championship is a vehicle for Kenny Omega to come back, or for Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks. So, um, they, they set up the part where it makes sense for Kenny to come back. So, if not next week, then it's definitely sometime before All Out. So, it's, it's going to happen. It's finally about to happen. We know how popular Kenny Omega is. And I think any arena Kenny will go to, by default, he will get a positive reception. But after everything he did when he was champion, with, like with Don Callis and the Bucks, uh, does he get to come back as a babyface here? It's wrestling. You can, you can do whatever you want. Man. You, can, you, can, you can change the narrative. Uh, you can revise history. You can revise history, but you can, <laughs> uh, you can make it make sense to the way you want it to make sense. So it's possible. Anything is possible. Yeah, maybe if like uh, Adam Cole, Bobby Fish, and Kyle O'Reilly attack the Bucks again, and then this time, si Kenny Omega yung rest back nila. Uh, yeah, that. So yeah, uh, we'll have more uh, updates when we get closer to All Out and do a predictions episode for, uh, for that pay-per-view. For now though, uh, we're gonna get your picks of the week. 
So get yours in, send them in the comment section. Let us know what your favorite match or wrestling related uh, content was for the week. I'm going to get to mine first and I'm going to pick Ciampa versus Bobby Lashley over on Raw. Great US title defense. Uh, I talked kanina about yung uh, reference to Johnny Gargano. Nice touch by Ciampa and it's so fun. Uh, I, I didn't expect myself to enjoy it this much but uh, coming out of Raw, I think that was my favorite match of the night. Yeah, uh, it was designed to be match of the night then. Uh, Bobby Lashley gets a lot of flack for being a big dude who is a product of the mid-2000s WWE, of Vince's obsession with meatheads. But when you have a match like that and you're there and you didn't drag it down, that kind of proves that you are a top elite talent, a top elite athlete. So uh, as much as uh, we give Champa the props for being good, we also got to give Bobby his flowers for um, doing his part of the match as well. Yeah, but uh, they, they did a stellar job out there. Um, I've become a big believer of Bobby Lashley over the last couple of years, and I appreciate his work. And I'd actually like to see Bobby take on the John Cena role here from like 2015 when he was holding U.S. Open challenges every week. I guess, but... I don't think you can. Oh, I don't think he can replicate that magic every week with Champa. So um, we'll see. Uh, it's not a bad role, but I don't think he's going to be as good as Cena. Sabi ni Anton, WWE is doing a really good job of making the US title feel important once again. I think that's because it's the top title on Raw right now by default. Yeah, uh, which is definitely something they have to do. All right. Anyway, my pick of the week. Uh, can't believe no one is choosing this. Cha- uh, Konosuke Takeshita versus Claudio Castagnoli on Battle of the Belts 3. Please find a copy of it. Uh, it is super good. Really great stuff. Um, I know uh, it's Claudio. Um, and then the other guy is someone you might not know. But uh, this is a way for them to get that over. Um, it is a way for them to get the less no- lesser known wrestler over and they really put out a good match and um, for those following AEW if Takeshita ever comes back then he can be slotted in the main roster again and be pushed from there believably all right uh, let's get to the picks from the crowd. See, Julian picks the returns of Cross and Loomis, as well as CM Punk's return and the Moxley face-off and Jake DeLeon's MWF Slam Book video Giancarlo, same pick of the week as I uh, as I did. Um, Emil also picks Lashley, Champa. Roman J picks Balor versus Mysterio and Champa versus Lashley. Janelle picks the continued story of Sammy and the Bloodline, which yes, it is still ongoing. And the women's tag team championship tournament match and Champa versus Lashley. Aaron picks uh, Brody King versus Darby Allen in that coffin match. That, that was pretty gnarly this morning. Um, trying returns in uh, Loomis, Cross, and Scarlet. James Andre picks Moxley versus Jericho and CM Punk returns and the Elite's backstage segment. Alan picks Shingo Osprey, Okada versus Jonah, and Mox versus Jericho. Uh, sino pa? Admin Angelo picks the main event from Rampage last week. Keith Lee and Swerve versus, uh, or featuring Keith Lee and Swerve. That was Okada Jonah and yung slam book ni JDL. And Aaron also shouting out the God's Hate live video. That's Brody King's band. So uh, if, if you enjoy... Uh, death Metal, go check out God's Hate. So there. As we begin to wind down here, let's get some plugs. Let's put over the local wrestling scene. Yun, so um, we just did a taping for MWF Action Abella. So uh, 
please, please support local wrestling and uh, subscribe to MWF's gank page. Uh, just go through it on manilawrestling.com. $10 a month or 540 pesos for 100 gank coins. It's not big. It's not huge. Um, especially if you want to start somewhere in your support for local wrestling. Uh, these guys need your help. Uh, we need your help. With that. We need your help to keep the scene alive and develop it for, uh, for the future, if you will. And uh, Road to Fate uh, is happening in September 11 in a few weeks' time. Uh, it's uh, the tickets are available at ticketto.me.net. Uh, you can find it there. I know they are at different tiers for the different sections of seating that you can get. So again, it's going to be huge. It's going to be fun as well. We we will be there. I will be there calling the action. Um, I, Jackie brought up a really good thing here. If you want to be a wrestler, if you have dreams yeah. of being a wrestler, if you want to learn from one of the best. In the Philippines, arguably the best in the Philippines. Or if you want to try wrestling out as a fun fitness exercise, that's also a thing you can do. Uh, you can sign up for Escuela de Leon Pro Wrestling 101 by Jake de Leon. This Mr. Ten slots na lang. Yeah, Mr. Philippine Wrestling himself. Um, the link is bit.ly slash Escuela de Leon. E-S-C-U-E-L-A-D-E-L-E-O-N. So it is 750. Uh, we will it will be um held on September 3 at Origins Athletics in San Juan. Um it's it's a fun class to try out. You can just try it out. Um it's not gonna be super intense, hopefully. And it's a way for you to experience what it's like to live our life if you've always wanted, you know, if you always wanted to feel it. Yeah, yeah. Um, exactly. 750 pesos for the uh, yeah. no, for the fee. So yun, uh, it's 1 to 3 p.m. on Saturday, September 3, 750 pesos for those who sign up. Sabi ni JD kanina, uh, 10 slots remaining. He's only yep. taking in 16 students. So um, I personally recommend it because I trust JDL to make it fun for everybody. And uh, I'm, I'm excited for him to spread his wings as a coach once more. And for all of you who plan to be part of his his little workshop. I will be there. I will be there. Uh, I don't know what I'm doing yet, but I will be there. Yon, perfect. So kita kits tayo September 3, Saturday, 1 to 3 p.m. Um, of course, you can check out our audio-only episodes on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, um, just look for the Wrestling Wrestling Podcast and uh, leave us a five-star rating if you if you love the content that you're hearing. If you want to submit ideas for content or questions, we get to that on Twitter and on TikTok at Wrestling2XPod. Uh, Babyface producer Mike Let's pull up yung slide ni Chino Let's put his show over as well He'll be having his first one hour special That's Chino Liao, Filipino Large A one hour special on August 26th That is two Fridays from now 8pm at Cinema 76 Cafe In Anonas So that's past Kubao 500 pesos per ticket You can get it over at Ticket to Me Go check that out and support our co-host Chino in his first ever one hour special as for us individually, you know where to find us, right? Just hit us up online if you want to talk wrestling. It is at uh, Monday Night Rowan, at Chino Supersized, at Rowis War, and at underscore Stan C for me. Thank you so much to everybody who tuned in. Join us for another live stream. Kita kit sayo next Thursday on Kumu, at Wrestling Wrestling Pod, or here on Facebook.com 
slash wrestling wrestling podcast. On behalf of Romaran and myself, thank you very much to our producers over at PNA for putting these episodes together. Please take care, everyone. Keep wearing your masks if and when you go out and get your vaccines and boosters if and when you can. We're out of here. Wrestling Wrestling Podcast out. Bye-bye. Peace. The views and opinions expressed by the podcast creators, hosts, and guests do not necessarily reflect the official policy and position of Podcast Network Asia, the hosts of the program, or other programs of the network. Any content provided by the people on the podcast are of their own opinion and are not intended to malign any religion, ethnic group, club, organization, company, individual, or anyone or anything.